There's a lot of strange sex all around our world. Can't get pregnant that way. That's her butthole. You might find out you're queer. Or get a pap smear. Fuck tails. Humping rabbit furs on tubas. Fuck tails. Tails that make you wanna cringe or fuck tails. Reuse your condoms, no please do not Just throw one in her, she's a robot You might even hear some of your own fuck tales Reddit threads and fed life blogs of fuck tales Have sex with a ghost and that's a fuck tale Not virgin tales or chastity tales, no fuck tales Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse, the shame-busting podcast from the buckle of the Bible belt. My name is Tom King, and I am joined once again by the repeat that can't be beat, Kara. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, my team won yesterday, uh, which is true as we're recording. Who knows what will happen in the next few weeks when this comes out. <laughs> but <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> as we are here today, they may not even have games. The Pittsburgh Steelers have canceled a game, New England Patriots, all sorts of college teams, so you know. COVID's happening. Have you heard of it? It's a thing. <laughs> you know, I I, um, I had to laugh a little bit. My daughter saw a little bit of a, I, I couldn't even tell you what baseball game was going on. And she looked at me and she goes, how come there's cardboard people? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain that. <laughs> well, today we're doing a sex in the news episode, or as we always call it, fuck tales. Woohoo. Which means we are joined by producer Devo. What's up, Tom? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, um, you, you talked about how you know you, you said that your team just won, and it's true today, but maybe not when this comes out in a week or whatever. Right. Uh, I have to do that with getting greasy all the time because we are like literally like 60 days ahead, <laughs> and so we don't hear what we record until two months later, and so we'll be talking like we're, I'm sure we're going to talk about Trump having COVID, and then it'll yeah. be like two months later we're going to feel bad because he died or something. So <laughs> yeah. you know, eh, we'll probably won't feel that bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, we do have a. We it do, is what it is, right? It, yeah, it, it is what it is. It, 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 it barely affects anybody, right? right? It's yeah. Never know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of people come to terms with uh, how much they are willing to uh, wish death upon someone right. this week. <laughs> but we got we got some great stories for you guys this week. Uh, some stuff that's been uh, out on the uh, the interwebs and going around. Uh, and uh, first, we're going to start with a pastor. Uh, her name is Nicole Mitchell. I can already say I don't like that spelling of Nicole. N-I-K-O-L-E. Not, yeah. not a fan. Uh, Nicole uh, Mitchell, who is a, here's how you know it's British, a mum of three. Mum uh, of three. Mum of three, said she has always wanted to become an erotic dancer, but she was brought up in a strict Christian family, so she became a pastor. But since coronavirus has hit, she quit church and become a stripper and now says sells X-rated pictures on the internet. Uh, the crux of this is basically... Um, she was a pastor <laughs> that decided that this is not for me. She was raised in the church, uh, and now she has become a stripper. And quite uh, like I love the juxtaposition of her picture in this article. This is a mirror article um, of her in her pastor clothes, which looks totally like a pastor. Uh, you know, uh, nice, modest, you know, dress here or whatever, uh, juxtaposed to her, you know. 
kinky clothes down here. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know. Well, you call them kinky clothes. She's just wearing fishnets. That's, well, okay. Well, why? That's every day for me. Okay. Well, exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm not. It's okay. I, perhaps my everyday is kinky clothes. Maybe I should. Your kinky clothes was your birthday suit. We've all seen that. <laughs> yeah. Fact. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like to do what I call uh, Donald ducking it around the house a lot. Just a shirt and no pants. Yeah, you know? that's fun. Like, I look a lot better from the waist down. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think this is pretty... Like the the shocking part of here is that she actually made it to pastor. You know, she actually became the the pastor. This is pretty normal, I think, for sons and daughters of pastors, though. Like you know, like the the old joke about the preacher's kid. You know, yeah. like you've all known preacher's kids. Oh, yeah. I am one. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I know that probably explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, what, what do you, you know, is it just that repression aspect that leads to like, you know, do you think it contributes to what people would say? I don't know what the best word is here to use. Uh, just, I don't know. Is it just, is it just rebellion? Like, I don't know. Like to, to some extent, I think it is. I mean, it's the, you know, when you're kind of grown up around that, you've grown up with shame around sex. Absolutely. And then once you get to be an adult, you realize, oh, I don't have to be ashamed of anything. Then it's fucking carte blanche. You're out going out doing anything and everything. Right. And you enjoy it because you're doing it without the shame. That aspect of it is as enjoyable as the act itself. Right. I, and, you know, I, um, I did not grow up in a sex-positive household at all. I raised my kids in a sex-positive household, so um, I hope that their outlook will be very different. But, you know, the way I was raised, there was a lot of shame behind it. And it was, oh, you're supposed to be, you know, with your spouse, supposed to be a virgin until you get married, and you stay that way. Um, you're with that person for the rest of your life, and that's it. And so, I, yeah, I mean, when you get out and you're like, oh, like, my parents taught me that this was a bad thing, and turns out it's not. <laughs> um, it's quite enjoyable. Um, turns out no one's getting harmed unless they ask to get harmed. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I really feel like um, it is part of that. <laughs> I think we lost Bebo there a little bit. No, no, I just, I, I just like the idea that, like, people that view sex as being somehow bad or whatever. Like, yeah, we just as a human race have just been doing this for thousands and thousands of years. We hate it, but we just keep doing right, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's really awful, but we're just going to keep doing it for a while. Right? You know, I think if my parents would have handled my sex education differently, like, I probably wouldn't have went down some of the paths that I did. But, you know, I mean, when I got out of high school, I, it was like learning a whole new thing. So I'm sure it's the same thing. And then, you know, when you're trying to stay on this path of being a pastor and, and all that kind of stuff, but you've got this raging feeling in the back of your mind, and there's always something that, a straw that breaks the camel's back. Like, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, maybe it was during COVID. She wasn't making as much money or whatever. And, <laughs> and she started up in OnlyFans and well, there you go. Um, but w for whatever the reason, something, something breaks, you know, something gets you over that tipping point. And from there, it's just, it's like a hundred miles an hour downhill. Yeah. So, I wonder if any members of her congregation are like secretly subscribing to her OnlyFans. Because <laughs> that's the best thing about OnlyFans, right? Like if you got a crush on someone, and but like they don't feel the same way, so you can't sex them. But they got an OnlyFans, you can still see all those pussy pics or dick pics if that's what you're into. Yeah. So, so I think some of the layers of this story here that that deserve to be addressed is that uh, it, she said that um, they joined a mega church, right? And okay. it was within this megachurch. So what I'm getting from this is that she was raised by this super strict 
I'm going to just assume Baptist family. Why not? Right. Um, although she's in Minnesota. So I don't know, maybe just super strict Lutherans. Maybe they're just really strict Germans. Uh, but she said when they joined this mega church, which for good or bad, mega churches are typically a little bit more welcoming of people. Of, and she said that she started to see that there was gender equality. Whereas right. in her family, she was always raised to just like the woman's supposed to be in the kitchen. And her family actually saw her becoming a minister as being rebellious because a woman should not, oh, oh, wow. should not yeah. be. Uh, and then in 2016, she went to a uh, LGBT oriented theater performance that left her questioning her sexuality. Okay. Hell of a performance, I'm guessing. <laughs> like, I don't know that I've ever watched anything and just went, I'm going to completely change my life. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I do rock a Julian glass all the time now and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, so it seems like she's just been going through a transformation right. slowly, which kind of oddly through the church. So I, I doubt she's still a pastor there, but, like, apparently people definitely know about it now. Does it say, does it tell us what... Um, place you saw because i'm guessing avenue <laughs> no. q no it does not say what place she saw but it was 2016 so i don't know like maybe she was just really late to some something i don't know like but uh she got really wet by hamilton she's like i'm not <laughs> i'm not throwing away my shot yes, i'm getting my only fans it's, it's hamilton lgbt <laughs> oriented there's some like there's some there's some uh Adultery in there. I guess it's not gay adultery. King George getting frisky. King George was very gay in that play. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, he was a lot of things in real life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's gay, but you know, whatever. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, she's gone on a journey, so good for her. I don't. You know, Absolutely. this is a good for her. You know, like. Uh, but I think this. Uh, you know, uh, this does lead into. Uh, you know, you, you brought up the OnlyFans and everything right. here. It does lead into our, our next story, uh, who is, uh, which is basically, uh, this comes from the New York Times. Uh, and this is the new unsexy, sexy marketplace. And uh, it's talking about people who are making money off of uh, selling things that are kink fetish oriented, I guess is the best way to, to say it. I don't, I yeah. don't really know. Like, uh, you know, the, the, where they start off with is the one that sort of went viral. I think last year, the, the bath water. Yep. People was that, uh, I found this out from, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but, uh, I found this out from CR Parsons. If you guys know, if you're in Tulsa area, CR part, not a person you'd expect to find this out from, but like, you I don't know CR Parsons. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. him. I don't know him well enough, I guess. Would add up. <laughs> but, uh, I was I did the 2019 Pornhub review thing and it mentioned Bella Delphine as a thing or whatever and I said I don't know who this is and then CR Parsons showed me the eye crossed like pose that's it's like the TikTok thing that like e girls do and stuff yeah. I was like I did not expect to learn about Bella Delphine from you CR Parsons <laughs> uh, but I, I believe it was her that went viral selling her bathwater yeah like and this is a, a marketplace that are, there's lots of stuff that you can buy. Uh, in these times of people needing money. And uh, the crux of this is talking about the development of this new sex-oriented sort of market that's out there right. for all sorts of crazy things from just not, not only bathwater, but, you know, also just OnlyFans. Uh, a lot of stuff about, you know, feet pick are big, right. you know, like, which I don't know. Tom, you have an OnlyFans. How much you making? Uh, you pulling down thousands yet? <laughs> No, not not thousands. Yet. I've got so I've only had it for two, maybe three weeks, right. uh, and I've made a pretty sizable bar tab just selling dick pics to drag queens. That's what I've been doing so far. Uh, 
knob underscore Sterling. If you want, it's free to follow. <laughs> free to follow. Uh, I do some funny content uh, in because I'm, that's where I'm comfortable. I can be, right. I can be naked and like sexual and funny. So that's what if that's what you're looking for with the dude with the dick out. Onlyfans.com slash knob underscore Sterling uh, is where you can see all that good stuff. If with my D90 triple X workout, say that on my OnlyFans. <laughs> um, but yeah, so here so they're selling lots of things. We've also talked to uh, Mason has been on the show mm-hmm. a couple of times. Also has an OnlyFans at I am Mason. There's two M's there. I am Mason. Uh, she sold a lot of stuff. She sells her panties online. She right. sold some socks. Uh, I think she told us she sold a bottle of piss to somebody. Right. So like you can get. There's somebody out there to buy any fucking thing, man. Well, I mean, it's just no different than, I mean, if you can think it up, there's porn for it, right? Oh, yeah, that's so, the yeah. old rule. Right, 46 right. So, or I mean, like, everybody has a, a kink for something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know someone that they got pregnant, and the way they paid for, like, all the, the nursery stuff and all the stuff for the baby, they were selling their pregnancy panties for $30 a pair. Wow. And they were going like hotcakes. And I was like, should up that price. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, yeah. And you know what? Good for them. Like, if you can find somebody who's willing to buy stuff, I tell you what, if I can find somebody to buy my panties for $30 a pair, <laughs> I'm selling every one of them bitches. <laughs> I'll be in Victoria's Secret every week well, buying new ones. So you do that anyway. That's fine. <laughs> True. So this article goes into, you know, what, what is now occurring. And here's, you know, my question. Like, Tom, I, I assume that you're doing this and it's fun. You, you enjoy doing it. Right. I right. still have a day job. So this is like an extra yeah. kind of income. And, 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 you know, most people, I think, you know, maybe some, you know, some people may are, are doing this to survive and get by and don't have day jobs. But like, it's a weird thing to me to think about where it starts to tilt into an actual job and doesn't have any fun aspect to it. It's like, Oh crap! I gotta I gotta soil some more panties today. Like you know, like, <laughs> right. like, like you're just punching a time clock <laughs> yeah, in your like, bedroom. Right, well, because that's what it goes in here. It goes this this lady uh, who's referenced as Ms. Kim. Um, she talks about how she's teaching classes now on how to sell stuff online, which. One is just someone's rocking the bass outside the house. Uh, but uh, one uh, one thing is just, it's just like that to me is kind of insane. I, I know people probably need that guidance if they're new to it or whatever. But like turning that business into another business of selling that is like just ridiculous to me. Like uh, I, I I've, since I started doing stand up recently, I've been getting ads for like books, like how to write jokes. And I'm like. No, 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 I'm not going to like that's don't turn it into a business like that. I don't know. It takes away a little bit of it. Now, I have seen and it's related to this article. I don't know if you guys have seen there started to be a little bit of a blowback towards some of this stuff, calling it the immoral marketplace. Um, Really? Yeah. Tell me more. People are upset about sex. (laughs) Well, and you would. Well, the thing is, yeah, and. My gut reaction when I saw it was, okay, these are going to be like, you know, right wing conservative Christians that are doing this. But a lot of it is coming from like the actual like psychiatric community saying that, you know, it's sort of an instant normalization that people aren't processing properly and it's leading to, you know, issues of not knowing what boundaries actually are on things. And where it starts to spill over into your everyday normal life, um, it can become problematic at times because there are people that think it's just 
automatically accepted and normalized because they see it a lot more. And it's sort of the same thing of, you know, like like we tell young men, don't learn how to have sex by watching porn. Right. Right. And it's sort of that same that this is the argument that they're making. I'm not saying I accept this argument. I'm just saying this is something that has popped up over this that, you know, everyone jo- like how many times have you seen someone joke in the pandemic about OnlyFans? Right. Everyone's yeah. like everybody's got an OnlyFans now. It's like, well, no, they don't. Right. Like you if you casually just mention to your coworkers that you have an OnlyFans and expect them to think that it's normal, <laughs> it's not really. And yeah. And while we're all very intelligent people that understand this, there are lots of people that aren't. Like we always have to remember that. And so I've seen sort of that starting to bubble up on this. So it's something that, you know, will, uh, it's going to be something that we're adapting to. It's going to be, I mean, it's a completely new marketplace. Like I do not want to buy anybody's bathwater. <laughs> I do not like, so certainly my, uh, I have no fetishes for buying used products from anybody. I like things nice and new, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't necessarily buy them, but I mean, I collect used panties, so I mean, you know, I've, I've got that fetish. So it's like now, the way you said you don't necessarily buy them in a sly voice <laughs> makes me think that you're doing some college frat boy panty raising. <laughs> I don't exactly well, buy them. If you well, know see, what I mean. I, I, I'll be blunt about it because that's just the way I am. Like I negotiate with people ahead of time that like my thing is I like to steal them. Right? <laughs> it's not just collect them. It's like I like to steal them. Now, obviously, don't do anything without consent. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, especially people at the dungeon and stuff like that. I have people that I have prior consent from, and I'm like, hey, just like in the future, if I was to happen to steal yours, like, how do you feel about that or whatnot? And, you know, so then it may be a day later, a week later, a month later, a year later, and I walk over there and snatch their panties while they're in the middle of a scene or whatever. <laughs> um, that's my thing. See, and <laughs> I'm glad you get the previous consent because, uh, one, that's what you should do. Absolutely. But, but also from someone that, like, I would go, I would lose my mind trying to figure out where they were. Right. <laughs> like, I've had that happen. <laughs> and, I, and so I would just absolutely just be going insane. <laughs> trying I've to... been accused of stealing panties when I didn't even steal them. <laughs> I would have loved to, but I didn't know. Someone else is riding your coattails like, ah, I know she's got agreements on it. We'll blame it on her. Like I stuffed in a bag and they were like, oh, look, I know I gave you consent, but those are like my favorite ones. And so now I have people come up to me at the beginning of the night and they're like, not tonight. Like, these are my these are my pretty pair. Like you can't have these. So I'm like, fuck. All right. I'm like, the you're right. They are the pretty pair. But right, that's the one you wanted. Like, pretty what pair. if I buy you a pair to replace them? This <laughs> this 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 panty budget has to be through the roof. Of people. Yeah. How much do panties cost? Yeah, I don't know. Well, um, I, I'm also a tightwad. So um, back before the pandemic, I actually haven't been shopping for any new Victoria's Secret panties since the pandemic started. If you can believe that, it's been um, really rough for you, hasn't it? Well, fuck yeah. Because um, I don't like buying this shit online. Like, I like to go in and look at them and feel the textures and look at them. And it's a whole thing for me. Um, they pretty much know me at Victoria's Secret on a first name basis. But um, I would go in there and buy them back then. It would be like a 10 for 35 sale. And these are normally panties that are like $10 a pair. But I'm now I'm getting them for $3.50 a pair. And so, like, me and my wife would go in there together and I'd buy five, she'd buy five, you know, and we'd get 10 new pairs of panties. Um, so like I always bought them when they were on sale. So, but I, yes, I spend a Which lot is probably there. what you're doing if you're selling them online. Like you're trying to get as much profit as oh, possible. Yeah. Oh, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're probably not going out and buying the most quality. Right. Like you, 
yeah, you might be even thrift store. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I will say this though. And we've had, if you mentioned um, lots of people on the podcast that have only fans and things like that. And every time we have a guest on with an only fans, I, I usually go follow them for a month to basically thank them for being a guest or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, don't have a lot of money, so I can't follow everybody. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, all of a sudden that, that'll, that'll start racking up. But uh, now Tom, I haven't looked at yours. Um, no offense. Um, but uh, I, I, one of the things I, I kind of notice from these that pop up is pricing. And I think people need to be very cognizant of their pricing because, you know, if you see one that's, I think more people want to follow multiple, but if you're pricing things at a level where people can't afford to do that, I don't know if you start hurting yourself on that. Right. right. You know, like, like $20 a month for a subscription to someone mm-hmm. to me seems like a lot because you, you know, either you're super committing to that one person but because I mean, on top of everything else that you're paying for monthly, which you know, uh, I was joking about this the other day, but it, like, I feel like I'm the weird, like, a lame version of the Godfather. My, but I, my favors that I deal out are all my online passwords to mm. every streaming service that I have, right? <laughs> and so, but like, I mean, that, that those can that'll pile up, you know, with with those OnlyFans and everything else out there. So, yeah. I, I, my advice for people out there is maybe tier your pricing or something like that, so if people can have access, so they want more. And I know a lot of it is the tips that they do. Like that's how a lot of people do it. Right. Like, right. And I'm seeing more uh, OnlyFans accounts emerge that are free to subscribe. Yeah. And then you can pay them. They'll they'll post like a, a particular photo set or a video that yeah. you have to pay to watch that particular video. Uh, like at Freemason, we just mentioned yeah. I am Mason. She's got her paid site. And then Freemason, you can follow her for free. My knob underscore Sterling is for free. There's just to plug it free, again. Freemason. I, I thought I said Freemason. <laughs> yes. I think of that every time I the say Freemasons yes. have a secret OnlyFans with a Z. Free the word free M A Z I N, not Mason. Mason uh, with a Z. But yeah, so they're, they're, so that's to to your point yeah. of of that. People are are putting more free subscriptions and then right. you can pay for the certain content within that yeah. page. Yeah. I mean, you got to do something to get them on the hook. And I mean, don't get me wrong. If you can make a, a living at, at, uh, you know, you have so many people subscribing to you that you can charge $20 a month. I mean, I guess. Okay. But, yeah. um, you got to get less people, but, and it, with, with those, you're getting fewer, like pay for this video stuff. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Put a lot of stuff out. There. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And I, I think it's that typical, you know, to get the business side of it, it's, you have to analyze what am I going to make more money at? Am I going to make more money if I price this lower and get more followers or if I price this at a premium and have fewer followers? And I think maybe the logic and what I've seen in the stuff that I've read about this is with the only fans is where the money comes in again is from like the people paying for other things, the tips and stuff like that. Is that if you have fewer followers, I think what I, you know, most of the things I say, if people want a relationship with the person that they're following, not like a physical relationship, but they want to have like a, a connection. You know, it's like the reason why people listen to podcasts. Someone listens to this podcast every week because they have to them a relationship with you, Tom. Like mm-hmm. they don't know you, they've never met you, but they think they know you, right? And I think with the smaller follower bases, you can be more personalized and maybe that's where you generate more revenue is by having those more personal interactions with people that they're willing to give you more money at that. So I think it makes sense to, to kind of price things low because, well, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but do you only watch one kind of porn? No, no. I mean, if you're only like one one... kind of porn, it has to be a white man, a white woman missionary, because that's all God intended. Right. I mean, so like to me, it makes sense to to kind of price it like that. Don't be so naive as to think that, you know, that you're going to be the only person that they follow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, our last story here before we get to our Reddit uh, post is um, speaking of porn, something that you've probably come across in porn, especially if you come across British porn uh, is uh, don't know what it is about the Brits, but they love uh, having sex in public. <laughs> it is fun. I support this decision. <laughs> no, I, yeah, go for them. Uh, this is from the Scottish son. Uh, uh, Randy Scott's love public sex with Glaswegians bonking. Now I have, I've no boinking. I've never heard the word bonking, bonking, bonking in German fested loos. Boy, that is a, that is as English and British as you can. <laughs> I know they're Scots, but they're part of the empire, right? Is uh, that Devo? If, if you get an only fans, will your porn name be Randy Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Randy Scott sounds, you know, you said it should be a porn name. Randy Scott sounds like a bad 80s wrestler. <laughs> like, he's going to job out to Hulk Hogan in, a, in, a, in, a, in three minutes is what's going to happen to Randy Scott's. The Road Warriors threw Randy Scott's off the scaffolding. Now, this, uh, yeah, this story is full of pictures uh, that are of just... Scotsman uh, out having sex in public. Yeah. Uh, they're blurred out, obviously. Bonking outside. Yeah, a, a mum of two uh, and her lover are caught in sex in a park in Leeds, West Yorkshire, here. Uh, Yorkshire, if you're from Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, so this is something... Uh, now, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, um, but I believe in the porn world, with the the British call it uh, dogging, is what it's called. Ooh, I'm not, I don't know about dogging. I don't either. Is oh, it, you're, you're so saying, am I educating you on something? You some might thing? be, you're yeah. Us. Well, I, you'll understand what it is. Uh, so these lovely women that we see down here, which uh, Kara can't see the screen, but uh, there's a UK hiking group called the Randy Ramblers uh, who have been stripping for group sex in the woods and things like that. Dogging is essentially the concept that a woman will go out in public, typically in the woods or some, somewhere not in plain sight, obviously, and just have sex with lots of random men. Oh, okay. Okay. Which, uh, so we don't. It, it doesn't. It's not really as much of an American phenomenon, but it is. If you look that porn up on the internet, it is nine times out of ten, probably nine point nine times out of ten, going to be somewhere in Great Britain or larger. And I think this. So I don't know what it is about the Brits and this. They are definitely far more into being open about the outdoor sex than Americans are. And maybe we just don't see it as much because we have a lot of space in America. You can hide yourself away pretty easily anywhere you want. Uh, whereas that's not as easy to do in, you know, a smaller uh, geographical area. But yeah. uh, we do see uh, there is a chart here. It's a Brits boinking, bonking. Sorry, I'm going to say boinking because I, I always do that. Uh, bonking <laughs> hotspots. Um, it looks like uh, people in London uh, are very into hot tub and swimming pools. These are like the the place where they like to do it the most outside of the normal bedroom. Uh, Aberdeen, uh, hotel room by the window, which, fun story, Tom. Mm. You you would have enjoyed this last night. We had a porch show here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, I don't know if the neighbor knew we were having a porch show or she did know and she was very much enjoying being an exhibitionist, mm -hmm. but apparently she was just walking back and forth of her window just full in the nude. <laughs> And nice. like, and a uh, few of the guests got an extra show as opposed to the comedy show. I believe a friend of the network, Bradley McPherson, was like, "This is the best comedy show I've ever been to <laughs> in my life." I should have come. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I hate yeah, that yeah. I missed that. Uh, but so, Tom, you are uh, on record now as an advocate of outdoor sex. Uh, yeah. What about it? So great. Uh, it, it's still the freedom. I think the first time I did outdoor sex, uh, we had had a naked party uh, just in somebody's home, and we were just up all night. And then on the drive home we took down a dirt road and had sex on the hood of the car. Okay. Uh, 
And so you're just you're just outside. You got the fresh air, and there's still kind of that risk that somebody might come and see right, you. Right. Uh, and then so yeah, so that's that's kind of the excitement part of it for me. So part of what they're talking about here are the risks or whatever. Um, like, I do not to be you know. I don't think you should. I don't think I'm advocating for people just to go out to you know, the middle of uh, the gathering space place right. here in Tulsa <laughs> and start, you know, go start, to the, start pumping f- on the Guthrie Green. That's like, like you know, like I, you know, as much as we want to be sex positive, yeah, you still probably don't need like ten year olds watching you, you know, right. bonk your wife. Uh, God, bonking sounds so bad. Bonk. I don't like. It makes me think you're hitting them over the head. Like <laughs> in America, you bonk someone on the head. You don't. Yeah. Bonk them in Looney the Looney Tunes yeah. bonk each yeah, other on the head. Like, uh, but let's before we get to our Reddit story, let's look here. The 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 uh, top places uh, that they like to have sex. Um, uh, the ten most popular public places Brits have had sex are cars. All right, I right. Think most people had sex in a car. I, think right? yeah. I had that. sex in a Jeep Wrangler once, which is great because it has a fabric roof and her head just kept hitting the roof, and it was fine. You know, it didn't hurt. Yeah. So it's great. Uh, hotel room by the window, public toilets. That's definitely a European thing. We don't have public toilets in America, really. What? What? We have public restrooms. But like, if you're at a restaurant or a bar, no, or no, something, no. Can... They mean like the public toilets that are built by the city. Oh, I see. I don't think they're like... going. I don't, I don't think they mean like, yeah, like public restroom to us is like you go into like a McDonald's and use a public restroom. Right. Public restrooms in Europe is a restroom that was built by the city. Because people need restrooms, you know. I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's. Okay. I think that's what they're alluding. So, like, more like a park bathroom or whatever. Right, like, right, right, right. But this would be on in the actual cities, uh, park or wooded area, a balcony, tent, hot tub, swimming pool, club, outdoor shower or bath, uh, and then empty office or classroom. So, oh, I've done it in an empty office. I've done several of those actually. <laughs> I've done it in an empty church. There you go. That's that's on the list for us. Yeah. yeah. Now the, that definitely happened. <laughs> I do like that only that forty one percent have done it on a balcony, but the place that people most want to do it is on a balcony. They have the other list of like of these places where would you like to do it? So on a balcony, I would assume in America the most places where it's done on a balcony is probably New Orleans. <laughs> that, like, would, that would yeah, that would add up. Well, yeah. I can tell you one place that it happens a lot. Speaking of balcony, is a cruise ship balcony. <laughs> okay, like oh my, yeah. like you do not book a balcony cabin. Not expecting to see your neighbor's fuck. Like, that's... You better expect that. Well, I know what it was. Tom, what's the name of the hotel downtown that's across the street from the Max? The new one? Indigo. Indigo. Uh, I've seen some posts on Reddit of people on Indigo balconies. Because I was like, I know that background. I know exactly where you're at. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was just surprised that Michael Patton wasn't there. Right. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, so popular hotspot, I think, for Yeah, I've, I've done, not on a hotel balcony, but definitely like near the window of a hotel with the right. blinds open. Uh, done it at home yeah. with the blinds open. Right. Uh, cars, hotel rooms. So, Wouldn't uh, that be great to have a, a park that's actually, you know, like 21 and up or, you know, 18 and up? Or just like yeah. just for public sex? <laughs> yeah. Like the botanical gardens, you know, but it's well, those, like a, yeah. a sex garden. The, the, there's there, a market for that. There damn sure is. There was kind of a, it's no longer there in Austin, but there was a place that was kind of like that. It was called the Enchanted Forest in Austin. It was like this little wooded area in the middle of the city or whatever, and all sorts of crazy shit went down there. And it was definitely a place where people could just 
fuck if they wanted to. It's also a place where people did tons of mushrooms and things like that. But like, yeah. so it's like Turkey Mountain. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, there's, I, there's a lot of shit that happens yeah, at Turkey yeah, Mountain. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, what was it nightclub? See? I've done it in the uh, like the dressing room of a nightclub with with a performance on it. That was really. Did fun. you once get busy in a Burger King bathroom? All of uh, all of Digital Underground Humpty Dance. <laughs> uh, no, it was a Village Inn bathroom. <laughs> you know, uh, not well. You know, if you're gonna plug your OnlyFans, I'll plug Getting Greasy. But you know, there's the uh, the line in uh, Trailer Park Boys where Lucy goes, "What happened to the guy I made love with all night in a KFC bathroom?" <laughs> Like, all right, all night. Yeah, uh, but one last thing on this about the hotels or whatever. I was at, I was in League City, Texas once. No need to ever be in League City. It's just a giant and oil refinery, basically. Um, but we were at this bar. It's a place where I saw mud wrestling for the first time. Uh, it's actually pudding wrestling. But uh, I looked up. We all looked up at this hotel room, and there was just a bunch of flashes in one of the rooms. And we're like, oh, we know what's going on. <laughs> like, this was a while ago when people had real cameras, though. All right, well, let's get to our Reddit story here. Uh, Am I the asshole for making my girlfriend wear white to a wedding? My best friend and I are the type to always pull pranks on each other. It's just how our relationship formed, and we always get a kick out of it. For example, he once invited me to a party and told me wear a costume, and when I got there, it was a normal attire. I laughed after the initial embarrassment, and like I said, we are comfortable enough to do that to each other. He held a wedding this past weekend, socially distanced. Everyone was spread out with their entirely outdoors. Uh, In the weeks leading up to the wedding, I told my girlfriend to wear white as it was expected all women would wear white. Uh, She was reluctant, but I told her that it was uh, just a quirky thing that the bride and groom were doing. She said, okay, and then bought a white dress. When we got to the wedding, it was a standard wedding attire, and my girlfriend was mortified when my best friend saw that I had done. uh, He was cracking up and joked, I guess you two are getting married instead of us. The bride was pissed off and made a huge deal of it. Normally, she is really chill, so I was surprised by her anger. My friend even tried to calm her down and told her it was just clothing and doesn't change anything. Now I feel incredibly bad by what happened. I really didn't think it was a big deal. I personally think it was being blown out of proportion, but I don't know. Edit, at this point, I would really appreciate if women didn't respond to this thread due to the bias on their part. Thanks. (laughs) The bias on their part. (laughs) I would really appreciate if women didn't respond and tell me that I'm the asshole because clearly (laughs) I'm the asshole. (laughs) Right. I I don't want to hear from anybody who's not going to agree with me. Right. (laughs) I'm not really here for honest opinions. I'm here for someone to tell me that I'm not an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Now, Carrie, you recently... uh, had one of your kids get married? Did, anybody, I did. did you have any uh, anybody else show up in a white dress that day? Uh, no, and um, I, I'll be even. And, you know, as mother of the bride, I I'd have been a little butt hurt. I'm not even gonna right. lie. I, I've been like, excuse me, what the fuck do you think you're doing <laughs> trying to show up my daughter at our wedding or you know at her wedding? Uh, uh, and if I found out that somebody had you know put their girlfriend up to it and the girlfriend was reluctant. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably be a little upset behind that. <laughs> yeah, this this is one of the things that let make pranks kind of problematic. Like, because there's a lack of consent involved in pranking someone, right? <laughs> and like, it's one thing like him and his friend they prank each other. That's right, their right. that's their kink. But like, you're bra- dragging someone else in your kink that didn't want to be there and doing it in public. <laughs> right, right. I mean, well, you know, I think like, I mean, I get you know some things are spontaneous and all that and time and a place, but. Like, you know, he involved his girlfriend who wasn't consenting and then takes it to somebody else's fucking wedding. I mean, like, 
Well, it's like, I mean, have you seen like the one like uh, people play in a, a, a recording, you know, at a funeral and it's, you know, the whoever died and it's a recording of them like knocking and being like, hey, let me out and all that. Like, okay, that's what that person wanted. Funny. Cool. Um, if I go to somebody else's funeral and <laughs> like, you know, that's totally unsuspecting. Not cool. Yeah. A person that didn't have that type of sense of humor when they were living, and you just bring that to their friends right, and, and family. just start playing it. I mean, uh, am I an asshole for that? Yeah, yeah, you're a big fucking asshole. Uh, now he did mention that this is his girlfriend, not his wife. Uh, so divorce would not be necessary. Devo, <laughs> do you have any advice for this young lady? <laughs> Well, before I give some advice, I will say this. Uh, one, it never occurred to me that you're not supposed to wear a white dress to a wedding. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you shitting me? Like, no. Why? Why? Yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? What are you doing? I like wear one. Brad's the only one in white. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the. So why does she get special treatment? The other dudes are wearing suits, like not tuxedos. Maybe I don't know. You don't know. You don't wear a tux to somebody. What if it's a really fancy wedding? Like. You know what? But the tux isn't the problem. I mean, it's just, and a lot of brides are even going to, um, they won't wear white, you know, because it's. Well, they're not supposed to wear white because they're, you know, only for virgins. (laughs) Right, right. And, um, but there's that. But I mean, it's even gone to, you know, some people just opt completely out of that and they just wear a solid color. Um, But it's, you know, with weddings, it's always been the iconic, hey, you know, uh, the bride's the only one in white. And. Didn't never even thought about that. <laughs> like, and I that's hilarious yeah, to me that you didn't even now. I mean, that. like, wearing a, like a white dress shirt, okay, fine. But if you show up in a white tuxedo with a white shirt and a white bow tie, everybody's gonna be like, What the fuck? What about a white pantsuit? <laughs> well, then it just looks like you're uh, an old timey southern politician <laughs> or just Ellen, right? Yeah, Ellen, yeah, like, yes, yes. As we all know, you should only wear seersucker, that's all you should wear to, to weddings. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, yeah, you know, um, you can dump this chump, I guess, but that bride can also get over it, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it's who cares? <laughs> no one, it's only a big deal because you made it a big deal. Like, I, if I saw a person wearing white at a wedding, I would not go, like, I doubt she's wearing something that looks like a wedding dress. Like, like, that's that fair. is a little different if she's wearing just like a regular dress and it's white as opposed to like showing up in a wedding dress. Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm trying to think about it and like, like, I, I can't imagine, there's not, I can't imagine a white dress other than like, I know that there's like white parties or whatever. And, but those dresses are always going to be like kind of that, you know, tantamount to like a pencil skirt type dress or whatever you know you know i guess and partly it depends on the wedding because i I see so many weddings anymore that they've gone so non-traditional that you know that they're wearing something that's that's not a quote-unquote wedding dress yeah i saw i saw the wedding the other day that was going viral of uh people basically uh god damn it sorry of people uh (laughs) dressed like stone cold steve austin and he was chugging beers and all that, fun. like he, the, he came down wearing the vest and then popped the two cans of beer over his head. Right. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's, that's a couple that I can, I can, I can fucks with that wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like that'll be a good that's time. Fair. Give right. a stunner to the best man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Give, give a stunner to the, the minister. <laughs> I'm going to guess they had a life church or not a, a universal, uh, whatever it is, whatever I'm a minister of the universal life church. Yeah. Minister. Yeah. All right, Tom. Well, uh, 
I think that's going to do it. Dump that chump. Have have some good times. Dump that chump merch coming soon. <laughs> right. Yeah. We need some dump that chump merch. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Fucktales. Woohoo! My name's Tom King. And I'm Kinky Kara. And I'm Devo. And that's the bottom line because digital intercourse said so.